Hello and welcome to another episode of Hot Takes, the story screen podcast where we see new movies and then talk about them with you, the listeners. We don't talk to you guys. Uh, I talk at you and I'm joined by people who also talk at you. My name's Robbie Anderson. I'm the hostess with the mostest today. Uh, before we get into it, just to let you guys know, this isn't the only... This isn't the only podcast that exists. There are many podcasts on many platforms, but this is also not the only Story Screen podcast that exists. You can go to storyscreenbeacon.com to find a host of articles, podcasts, and reviews, and uh, a bunch of other shit. But yeah, I'm Robbie, and I'm joined by the founder, owner, and all-around busy guy, Mike Burge. Hello. My Hi. name's Mike Burge. Hi. Hi, Robbie. How you doing? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm good. I'm glad I was able to ca- ca- catch you. Uh, I was... Glad that I was able to ca- 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 catch ca- you ca- too. Ca- be, be caught. I had to tranquilize you and chain you to a chair so you could be in one spot. Yeah, on on a Monday of uh, all days. Yeah, you were you were reluctant, but that's what the drugs are for. Yeah. yeah. Well, what's uh, so? What is this exactly? Mm. It's hot takes. Hot takes. The hot takes. Well, yeah. yeah. You just well, you didn't hear the intro because you were coming out of your days. Oh yes. Yes. Yeah. 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 Now my, my Sunday, my Saturday, yeah. my Friday. It's <laughs> coming out all my days. Yeah, it's coming out all your days. Yeah. Uh yeah, this is Hot Takes. Mike, thank you. Hi. Um we just saw a movie. Okay. And what goddamn movie did we see, Robbie? We saw Sui Squad. Suicide Squad. The, the Suicide Squad. Is the first one also called the Suicide Squad? Called Suicide, Suicide Squad. Squad. Yeah. Squad. Controversial choice. Cool. I like it. I like it too. I'm into it. I'm also a little into this movie. Before I get into my opinions, mm. Mike, what's your hot take on Suicide? Squad? Cool fucking movie, man. It's cool. It's a cool movie. Uh, one of my most anticipated movies of the year, given uh, who the director is. It's, oh, it's, it's um, um, James Gunn. Oh, yeah. Jimmy Gunn himself. He made it back. He made it back. Uh, it's kind of a fun thing. Uh, this is kind of something that we talked about in our earlier um, Quarter Mile at a Time Fast and Furious Retrospective podcast. Check that out, too, Please. where it's kind of funny how the original The Fast and the Furious is a ripoff of Catherine Bigelow's Point Break. Mm-hmm. And then Point Break made a – they made a remake of Point Break that was a ripoff of what Fast and Furious the franchise had become. Right. This is the same thing where James Gunn makes Guardians of the Galaxy and then DC goes, we're going to rip off Guardians of the Galaxy complete with full on soundtrack of all these different catchy tunes. And it's all about a bunch of bad guys, maybe being heroes, degenerates being degenerative and kind of coming out and stuff like that. And then James Gunn gets kind of outed by Disney very briefly. That was only like a five, six month window. And in that window... DC scoops him up and they're like, will you make your version of the ripoff that we made of your movie? And that's what we got right now. Yeah. Years later. Years later. Years later. It's funny. He was not with Disney for like, it was like when Disney didn't have Spider-Man for like, it was like a few days and everyone's like, this fucking sucks. Exactly. And then it, then it came back around. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Mike, I really like this movie too. I think it's a ton of fun. Uh, I just, it's just, it's just good. It's just it's, fun. It's, that's like the thing right off the bat. Yeah. Do I think that this movie's great? I don't. Did I want it to be great? I really did. Uh, but it's extremely good. Like it's yeah. uh, it's it's got some things that we'll talk about more in the spoilery sure. aspect of all of this that 
I think that it kind of falls short. Uh, it, it falls short on a couple little things here and there that are very small, but w- what they do give us is still fucking awesome. Yeah. And I think it was just more, this is like my own taste with James Gunn. I know where he can go with things and I know what he's trying to do with some stuff. So I'm watching this movie expecting certain payoffs to happen and those payoffs do come, but they come in slightly lackluster ways than what I was expecting. So, but I do love this goddamn movie. I think that it's, I think that it's perfect the way that it is and any improvements that could have been made to it are just they fall down to personal tastes where i'm Mm. like oh i wish maybe you know five seconds more of that and maybe saying this instead of that and maybe a little bit more of that instead of this those are all personal tastes like this james gunn is an artist he wrote this he directed it he created this thing he can make any decisions that he wants to make and it really does feel like he was allowed to kind of do whatever the hell he wanted in this thing. Yeah. So I got to respect that. And I and uh, this is the movie that I'm going to have for the rest of my life <laughs> as this movie. And I like it a lot. I like it a lot. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, we're lucky to have this version now be the version instead of Suicide Squad, the previous. <clears throat> you know, it's not so often you get to get a whole, like, redo pretty much. It really is a redo. It's, it's, a, re- yeah. it's a redo. He, he, yeah. He, he, there's some people that carry over. But it's yeah. pretty much. But for the most part, it's like, you know, James Gunn has been saying is like, oh, you don't have to have seen the first one to yeah. really get what's going on. No. And he even has like recently come out and at the time of this recording, we're recording this on the Monday yes. after this movie has come out. Correct. Um, I haven't really seen a whole lot of reaction. I've been kind of staying away because I was really busy this weekend, wasn't able to catch it early, but yeah. I didn't want anything to be spoiled. But he has said, he was like, when I was writing this, I was not even aware that a Harley Quinn movie was being made. Birds of Prey is what he's talking right. about. And, you know, as you pointed out a couple of days ago, we are kind of like the unofficial, unintentional DC boys. We're the DC boys. Yeah. It kind of just has happened through, you know, scheduling people not being able to make it to stuff. And we did you know, Joker. We did Joker. We did Birds of Prey, which Birds is one of, of the last podcasts we did in-house. Yeah. Before the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, or what are they calling it now? They call it the panini or something like that. Do they that? call it like, the panini? They, to, to not like say the word pandemic, they say panini. But then that ruins panini. It's the best sandwich. Which I keep saying, like, call it Pandorica. Oh, like from Avatar? That's the name of the planet in Avatar, right? No, Pandorica is, uh, I think, a Doctor Who thing. Oh, like the restaurant. Yeah. Which is also named after Doctor Who. The restaurant here in Beacon. Yeah, in Pandorica. yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. This episode is brought to you by Pandorica. Thank you the so restaurant in much. Beacon. Uh, we should name the pandemic after that. <laughs> uh, I don't want to call it Panini. I love Paninis. Um, yeah, no. Uh, the 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 place in Avatar is like, um, isn't it? It's like Pan Am. No, that's an airline. What's what? It's like Pangea, right? Or it's Pange- like a flex on what like Pangea, Pangea is. Yeah. Um, it's none of those. Okay. Someone's listening to this right now, <laughs> they're and they're just, just like. It's this, their, you son of a bitch. <laughs> driving their car through a mini mall, just screaming. You know, like, we've only had one Avatar. So it's so hard far. to remember. Is it Pandora? I think maybe it's just Pandora. Like the radio station. Is that, oh, that's a radio station? Well, Pandora is like the app that predates Maybe the, oh, like Pandora's box. So it's yeah. not Pandora. It could be still. I still think it's Pan Am. Pan it's Am not, does not sound know, right. It does not sound right. Yeah. But either way, we're gonna get like we're gonna get like twelve more avatars in the At next least. couple years. So At like least. we'll know exactly 
what it's called. Mm. Pangea? Pangora? Pangea is what the continents, when they're all put together, was called. See, like, this is proof that we're one of those podcasts that doesn't, like, look stuff up on their phone while they're doing it. This is all coming from no. the brains. Yeah. And we can't remember the name of Pandoria. Pandoria, no. Well, this is what happens when we're now when we're doing the podcast back in person. I don't have like my computer to also look things up. Yeah, so. your little ticky 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 tickies. Pangene? I think that's like a deodorant. Uh, oh no, shampoo. Okay, we'll get it by the end of the episode. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Yeah, so this movie uh, is fucking cool. I, you know, it's it to me, it's just a very competent and fun blockbuster. You know, like it gets you. It's a good ride. It has like. The moments where it has heart, it has a lot of it. I think, you know, and it's not even like a criticism necessarily, but even in my blockbusters, like I like it when they really flex on like the what like the heart of the characters and the things that they're going through. And this movie has it a little bit. I could have used it even a little bit more, but I don't think they wanted to distract from the general like comedic tone of it, which I think is the right move because I do think the strongest element of this movie is how funny it is, much like Guardians. But I also think one of the cool things about this flick is uh, seeing james gunn do an r-rated movie again and seeing him kind of like come back to like gore and like some of his trauma stuff and be gross and like this movie has a lot of like that that you know for me as someone who's not like super familiar with this old work i can kind of like i feel like i, I could see maybe more of that dna here that makes me want to go back you know whereas in guardians it has a little bit of the the disney sheen on it you know which is good for what that movie is trying to do but yeah, I uh, I I like how this movie is fucking gross, and I like that. Yeah, it's kind of like Super meets Guardians of the Galaxy. Sure, yeah, it's got it's kind of <laughs> because like he's got like a, he's got like a he's got like a rated R sensibility to him, like where it's necessary, Mo- mostly in language and stuff, which is great because fuck is a very funny word we to see fuck. people say yeah. in a movie. Yes. It's fun when people say fuck in movies, which is why a lot of people say fuck in real life because it's also really funny in real life. It's like a, you know, it's a... It's a catch-all. Very few circumstances require the word fuck to be said. So when you say it, you're just like, you you just jumped over everything else. It's funny. It's fun. It's good. Yeah. But he kind of uses like his kind of grounded, realistic uh, violence from Super... In his kind of horror aesthetic ways like he did in Slither and, right. you know, his screenwriting like Dawn of the Dead and stuff like that. Like it's 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 there. But then he's also got like the kind of pulpy, fun sensibility, like the, the, the comedic aspects that you're talking about that he had in Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. And even more so in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, which is just like an out there movie. Yes. This is just like it's a uh, it's a dirty dozen um kind of like these people are bastards and we're going to allow them to be bastards and weirdos and they're going to go on this trip together and they hate each other at first and they're going to learn to kind of love each other in their own little weird ways and yeah. grow as individuals and will they be heroes at the end who knows but like they are going you're you're going to get this this pack of people who shouldn't be together right and they're going to learn to operate together as a team or not. And that's going to have its own like very fluid, organic, comedic elements where you don't really have to push the comedy too much. 
No, it just happens by by virtue of like you know these these actors having good timing. It's a really it's the cast in this movie. The cast is, is so the cast fu- is insane. It's so fucking crazy, and that's been known since you see the trailers. You know, it's like yeah. the cast in this movie fucking rocks. Yeah. But like from like stone cold awesome, like you know that that person can handle this to bit characters like Polka Dot Man and yep. you know the people who are like you're like that dude is getting his fucking light right now. The spotlight's yeah. on him, and we know that he can pull it off. We've seen him pull it off. Ant-Man, we've seen him yeah. pull it off in The Dark Knight. We've seen him pull it off in every little tiny thing that he pops up. He's in Dune this year, he is, too. He is, mis- gonna, he is Mr. Just like, I'm in this movie right now. He's going to be great. The 2021 is the year that it is right now? Yeah, that's the That we year. live in? Yeah. Yeah. It feels like it's maybe 2025 because everything is bad. Um, but yeah, I, I t- yeah, the cast in this movie is great. And they, you don't need to like focus too much on like what the comedy of the flick is. I do think, you know, I think James Gunn has such a, you know, he, he writes ensemble casts like in movies, like almost better than I think anyone else, at least like in, in, in like the blockbuster fashion. Like I think, you know, Wes Anderson maybe can write a cast of characters, you know, maybe like one of the best too as well. You know, like there's, there's people who can do, who can write like, you know, it's almost like theater in the way they can write a bunch, a bunch of characters. But I think James Gunn is really good at it. And, you know, only when comparing this movie to Guardians of the Galaxy, because I do think the film itself begs comparison at times. Um, you know, Guardians just, they, it has a little bit what I'm, of what I'm more looking for in terms of like character, like emotional beats. Um, and, you know, it just it has that like 10% of it taking itself a little bit more seriously. And uh, I do think some of those things I was maybe missing in this movie, but I also could see it just not totally meshing with what the tone of this flick is like going for. So I get it. And like, you know, I do like by, by its culmination, I felt very, I felt very satisfied with this movie by the end of it. I think. Yeah, no, me too. Uh, my, my main gripes kind of like fall down to exactly what you're getting at right there, where you're yeah. just like, I kind of wanted, and if I didn't get what I wanted, I'm not going to be upset because I'm a grown up. Um <laughs> It, it, it was – I was hoping for a Guardians of the Galaxy with an R rating. And what I got was I think more in line with very much still a James Gunn movie. Hell yeah. But a, an R-rated DC movie. Uh, and it was – I think that a lot of the heart that's in a lot of James Gunn's other works – all the way back to Super and Slither, including the Guardians movies. I think that the heart is still present, but not as full in this one. And yeah, I think I that, that I think that that's both in the senses of like the heart that's given into the characters and the pathos and the changes and what's going on, but also in like the gore and everything. I yeah. think that this movie is extremely gory at certain times that's very fun and intense but he doesn't use the gore in moments that i think that those bigger moments would have benefited from a little goriness i think he gets a little superhero with it sometimes and i don't know why because i feel like that would be the perfect time to get like a little gory with even something. grosser maybe yeah yeah, yeah, yeah it's sure. like when he is gory perfect level of gore yeah 
And when he's not gory and just doing basic stuff, I'm like, absolutely, I am into this. But there's certain moments where I'm just like, you could have I, – I know that you can go to this certain level of gore because you've done it already. Why not do that here? And maybe he's doing it because he cares about these – I mean, I don't think it's any spoiler to say like, not everybody makes it out of this movie. No. Um, <laughs> no. Some earlier than others. And I just felt like sometimes – I was really hoping for just like a, a cataclysmic event uh, to occur visually and emotionally. And what I would get would be just like visually cataclysmic, awesome shit or emotionally devastating stuff like happening with the characters. But those were never coming together. The two I, wa- I wanted down. something that was just like, oh, my God, I can't I cannot believe what I saw, but I also can't believe how it made me feel. Yeah. It was one or the other. There's no Star Lord versus ego planet fight at the end of this movie where it like really meets spectacle and character yeah. pathos, you yeah. know. But I think that's largely because of, you know, something like Guardians has, you know, for it being an ensemble movie, there is like a an anchor character to it. You know, it's Star Lord. Star Lord is our is our main protagonist. He's our A story. He's the main dude. This movie um I don't think really I, I, there are some people you see more than others yeah they're, they, there's they more. try to present Bloodsport as kind of like sure we're introduced to him first blah, 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 yeah kind of thing and yeah he probably it's has Idris like his fucking Elba yeah so like you're already just fucking want to just watch him do anything mm-hmm. um, and I agree with that but I do think for the most part it's it's hard to have that pathos when you know you're spinning so many plates um, which realistically is probably how it is better for the wide audience that is watching this movie, you know? Um, but there's some great, yeah. I mean like the comedian, the comedic elements are there. The, the moments where there is heart is there. Um, the movie is so stylish. It's yeah. so cool. There's so many shots where it's just like, Oh fuck. Yeah. That is the last place I'd expect the camera to be in this sequence. Oh, that's so fucking the cool. directing in this was just fucking crazy. crazy. Yeah, it's it crazy. Great. Yeah, so like you know, in terms of it being like, you know, if James Gunn's objective was to make like one of the most stylish, fun rides, R-rated superhero movie, it's like, well, that's he did he did it. It's yeah. been accomplished. Whereas like you know, something like Deadpool, like you know, Deadpool is fun. It's R-rated. It's gory. I don't think Deadpool necessarily gets an A for style. No. Right? Like, I mean, that's my big hot take that some people don't like me for, is that I don't like the Deadpool movies. Yeah. I think, I think they're, they're fine. I think they're, they're fine. fine. <laughs> I would even go so far as to say they're good. Yeah. But, like, it's just like, yeah, it's not kind of what I'm looking for. But, again, um, I got my tastes over yeah. here. You know, like, uh, as a comic reader and collector, like, you don't buy everything. You're just kind of like, no. ah, that's not for me. Like, don't get me wrong. I bought a shit ton of Deadpool comics and read it religiously, but Deadpool is just a little bit more, um, you know, fucking like kind of like like comedy and gross out kind of stuff. And like, I, again, like I don't want to, I never want to like, Ooh, anybody's ooze. And I'd rather, I'd rather Ooh people's ewes. Like I want to do stuff like that, but it's like, you want to Ooh. At the at the end of the day, like I look at I look at Deadpool, I'm just kind of like, okay, yeah, fine, I mean, sure, yeah. make more of these. That's fine. Yeah. I mean, sometimes the R-rated superhero movie will come across as juvenile, and I'm not here to say that juvenile humor is bad. I love making a good cum joke. Who doesn't? 
Yeah. Or I love talking about buttholes or farts. Yeah. Who doesn't? But, you know, uh, I don't make these movies. Uh, and sometimes, and I think there's a way where you can have a really great butthole joke. This movie sure. has a great butthole joke. Yes, it does. And it's delivered perfectly, mm-hmm. and it's not the focus, and, and it moves on from it yeah. This movie fast. is the Dirty Dozen version of what it's trying to do, both comedically and just like kind of epic-wise. Yeah. Deadpool's like Joe Dirt. <laughs> You know, it's yeah, just like, sure. it's a yeah. good movie. It's got some soul to it and it's fun to watch, but it's also just like dog's balls getting yeah. stuck to a porch. I also think spatula like, and stuff. It's like, okay, yeah. sure, great. And not, not to turn this into like dogging on Deadpool because like, you know, I watched those movies and enjoyed them, but I think like Deadpool is like a little bit afraid of its own like sincerity or it's a little bit like afraid of itself. And that's like kind of like, I think where like meta contextual humor can really fail Sure. narrative is when it like can't take itself too seriously yeah. it's kind of like stuck in this trap and i sure. think that you know this movie isn't afraid of itself it embraces itself you know it embraces that is, what that, it is, i think that's know? like the winning the winning feature of this is yeah. that like this movie is unabashedly the suicide squad yes. an r-rated dc movie directed by james gunn where he can obviously pretty much get away with whatever he wants and you know Deadpool, one last thing on that is <laughs> I, I feel like I am the wrong person to to comment on Deadpool, which is why I normally don't talk about it with people. Fair. I've seen the second one, like that one too. It's fine. it's fine. The first Deadpool, very early on, has one of the worst jokes that I've ever fucking seen in my life. It is a completely just – it's a dumb idea and it's insanely insulting – and it fucking left a bad taste in my mouth and it's very early on in the movie and it painted the rest of the movie for me while I watched it. And I can yeah. never not think about Deadpool without thinking about the joke, which is the beginning of Deadpool. He's having sex all the time with uh, the actress from Firefly oh, yeah. and they have sex on holidays with like different themes and stuff. And on National Women's Day, um, she pegs him. Yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> that is the dumbest fucking yeah. joke in the fucking world. I don't like it. I find it really gross. You can disagree with me. You can say that you found that really funny and that's awesome. We can probably still be friends. Probably. I think that's one of the grossest fucking jokes. I don't uh, – I can see where you're coming from. It doesn't repulse me as much as you. It really got me. And it doesn't blow my I haven't seen either. it ever since. So maybe if I watched it again, I was, like, I was overreacting. But I remember watching that in a theater filled with people. Yeah. And everyone laughing at it and me just going like, wait, what? These people are just – they're afraid of their butthole pleasures and that's, that's the I'm issue. I'm all in with butthole pleasures. I it's know, It's more man. like fucking a guy in the ass to celebrate – National Woman's Day. Yeah. yeah. yeah it's, maybe it's like, don't put that in your – that's a fun joke to say to your friend or maybe even doing a stand-up. Like sure. in a $150 million R-rated comedy superhero movie. I don't know. Well, Maybe I'm – just too woke. You might be too woke, but or I don't think the stuck Dead- up. I mean, either doesn't one. either one? Well, I mean, doesn't Deadpool two? Deadpool two fridges. Uh, it's like only female character in it, like pretty early on. <laughs> so it's like, all right. <laughs> so I don't think those movies care too much about that, and that's Women, why maybe right. we don't care too much about them. No, uh, suit's cool though. It is a good suit. Like I'm Ryan. glad. I'm like glad. Uh, did you see the? Uh, I can't believe we're still talking about Deadpool. It's my yeah. <laughs> did you see the Korg Deadpool interview thing for Free Guy? I did not. It's great. It's great. I and, and, watch it's, it. and it's the first like Disney produced 
Deadpool thing. I want to watch it. It's good. It's yeah. good. And it's I, like, I, and if they can do that, and it's already like, it's so, it feels so much like more like tighter and like pulled back in a good way. Yeah. And then like, you know, kind of throttles when it needs to. Yeah. And it's I just in this brief out. thing. It's good. I want to check that out. And this will come up again later too, just from uh, people involved in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, we get yes. into spoiler talk. Uh, yeah, yeah. But. Yeah, uh, I I've been kind of staying away from um, free guy stuff um, because I I have the same interest and excitement for free guy as I think every other person in America has for uh, the Clifford movie. <laughs> so you you can't wait to see it. <laughs> <laughs> you can't wait to see that big something fucking... like that. You know, my problem with Clifford is that he's not big enough. He's not big enough, he's definitely. Not big enough. He's and not big enough. And he's, like, not red enough. Exactly. Yeah. And, like, my issues with Free Guy just mirror that. It's just, like, it doesn't look like a good enough movie. No. And it seems like a really simple idea that was not thought through at all. I could be completely <laughs> wrong, and I'll watch the movie eventually and see it, but. That's a hot take. I like that. Yeah, movie looks like dog shit. Just like Clifford. Do you think uh, Clifford shits in uh, The Big Red Dog? Or his shoots his, his shits are really big, right? There's Has at least be. there's one poop joke It'll in be. that movie. I think, you think there's more? Rules of three. <laughs> you know. A callback. Once is an occurrence. Yeah. Twice one, is coincidental. One, one per act. Yeah. Check off, check gotta, off gotta, dog gotta, shit. Get to that third one <laughs> and just really... That's a joke, yeah. Cool. But no, yeah. Um... Same with Ghostbusters Afterlife. Go fuck yourself. I'm not like Mr. Like, People ask me about the new trailer and they're like, what'd you think of that new trailer? And I was like, what do I think of it? I haven't fucking watched it. I just feel like that movie seems so... You know, I'm not like Mr. Ghostbusters. Like, I've seen the movies. I <laughs> Nobody's think cool. Mr. Ghostbusters. And I'm like, I see this trailer. I'm like, was Ghostbusters ever like really serious? No. Because that trailer looks like really serious. No. I'm like, doesn't it have like the fat green ghosts? It's amazing how they just keep trying to remake this. They ch- keep trying to fucking tap into Ghostbusters. And it's just like, you guys just aren't getting what it is because technically the movie's fucking nothing. Yeah, the original movie's like nothing. Well, it's, it's a ghost. It's funny. And you're like, and well, I guess ghosts. that's all we got. Yeah. And they're like, well, I guess that's all you got. Yeah. Maybe, I don't know, don't make any more of them. You yeah. fucks. But Suicide Squad is good. Is you, good. Will they make another one? Without spoiling. Yes. Yeah. Because I know we're getting the... Yeah, that, I was going to say. I was like, that's a hard question to answer without... I, well, it's been already announced that the Peacemaker show is happening on HBO. Of course. So we know that it's... But we never know if this is a Black Widow situation. Where they're know. just like, <laughs> we killed this character and now she's <laughs> getting her own movie. I'm like, great, great. That won't affect how I intake this property at no, all. it won't. Yeah, so like, I, I think if there is another Suicide Squad... I don't think – I feel like after Guardians 3 – James Gunn would – He's not doing another – he I don't think he's doing another one of these types of movies. I think G3 is it. And I think he might want to do his own shit. Like think about like where I mean, his career I hope so. At. I mean that, that's yeah. the whole idea is that like, like he gets many, these things out there and yeah. then he gets to kind of start doing his own weird shit. And, like, that's you know, what I want. I, I long for the days of Slither James Gunn. I feel like back. I feel like, you know, he – what more can he play around in in this space, right? Like, I feel like he's he's a yeah. he's a creator that's kind of done it all. God, I can't wait for the end of Guardians. It's gonna be good, and then he gets that Christmas special too, which is a nice little cheat on there too. I like that. Well, Christmas special comes first. Yeah, and I think that's soonish within the next I mean, year. I think it's next December. Like that's the idea. And then and then Guardians and then three Guardians is comes like yeah, like right after, like the summer afterwards. Jeez, yeah, yeah. 
we'll see what's next for James Gunn. We'll see what's next for Suicide Squad. Maybe we'll have more to talk about that when we get into spoilers, mm. which we're going to go into right now. I think uh, you and I, Mike, we both recommend this movie. Highly recommend. Uh, I can't uh, imagine. See it on a big screen, yeah, you I, fucking idiots. How can you not? Spend the How money, you, you goddamn dipshits. Also, they played the new Batman trailer before this movie. It's a new Batman if you've trailer. never seen that Batman trailer on a big screen, on a big screen. If, uh, I'm thinking about uh, watching it before we leave. I think I might join you. <laughs> watch it one more time. It's fucking great. Play it again, Sam. I can't wait. I when I know that score. Is going to be so fucking delicious in that movie. It's going to be good. That's the other thing too. This score re- is real fucking solid too. Yeah, and the soundtrack and the score. Uh, is John great. Murphy, if I'm not remembering. You again, would know better than again, me. Again, I'm not using the phone. I'm not using the phone. No, just trying to go by. Dare this is not. This isn't a podcast where you come for for information. You come, <laughs> you come here for hot takes. For our hot takes and yeah. our opinions, and they can either validate yours or invalidate yours, or you can steal them and tell them to your friends. That's fine. We know how podcasts work. It's fine. You can use what I say to make you sound smarter. One hundred. Here's the thing: Always. I don't think you will because yeah. I take the tiny little things that maybe you agree with, and you know, uh, extrapolate on them, sure. and just be the coolest fucking kid. At the Panera Bread. Fucking go for it. Is that where the pandemic came from? No, that's... I mean, Panera has, like, the most podcast listeners. Bread? Panera Bread. Has Panera the most, Bread. Has the most... Because oh, they have paninis. So I Panera? It's not... <laughs> no, it's not Panera. <laughs> Unless Pan-am. it is. Pan-am. Pan-am. Pan-am Mera. Pan-am? Pan-am? Fuck. Panini? What the fuck is it? I don't know. I Pan-am. Pan-am. Do you like Avatar? Oh, I love Avatar. Yeah? That's a cool movie. It's a lot of fun. It's James Cameron, baby. What do you fucking want? I don't know. I don't know what I want. I'm going to switch it call it Avatar. It's Avatar. fun. <laughs> it won like a bunch of fucking shit. Avatar. Everyone was like, James Cameron's going to win Best Director. And then his, his ex-wife, Catherine Bigelow, won it. It was fucking great. It was great. I do like It was like that. one of the best years of my fucking life. We'll be right back with spoilies for Suicide Squad. And if you haven't seen it yet, pause the podcast and go see it. And if you have seen it, talk to you soon. Hey everybody, Mike Burge, popping in here real quick to let you know about our brand new advertiser, Suncommon. These guys are absolutely great. Suncommon is one of those businesses that I am just so proud to have the StoryScreen brand associated with. They supported us through advertising last year at StoryScreen Drive-In in the midst of the pandemic, and that really helped us to be able to get things started and going over there. And ever since then, they have been just a fantastic business to be partnered with in just about anything that we do. But what is SunCommon? Well, SunCommon is your local clean energy partner, and it's got over 15 years of solar experience across the Capital District, Hudson Valley, and Vermont. They are awesome. SunCommon is a certified B Corp that believes people and planet are the foundation of vibrant communities. They offer custom engineered solar installations for homes, farms, and businesses, as well as unique products like the Solar Canopy and Tesla Powerwall. They're fantastic. The customer service is out of control good. And speaking as someone who has to deal with the customer service at Fandango all the time, these guys are above and beyond comparatively. No, you know, no low shots to Fandango here. Just like, you know, there's room for improvement. Everybody can improve. But back to Sun Common. Sun Common is a nicer duh 
N-Y-S-E-R-D-A, pronounced NYSERDA, gold quality solar installer, which means they exceed annual quality assurance criteria and consistently provide top tier performance. They offer affordable financing options designed to fit any individual's needs for getting that good old solar power energy installed in a business, a home, honestly, you name it, I think that they can pretty much pull it off. These guys, you know, they they can help, they, they guide customers through each step of the solar journey, which can be a kind of a hard one to really wrap your brain around if you're not too familiar with how it goes, but they're so good at helping you understand exactly what needs to happen, what can happen, and what will happen when you hire Suncommon to do these kinds of things. Suncommon makes saving money while saving the planet the easiest home improvement decision you'll make this year, any year, whenever. So if you're ready to build a brighter future, get in touch with Suncommon today. Visit suncommon.com to learn more. That's suncommon, S-U-N-C-O-M-M-O-N.com. And you can learn more and build a brighter future starting right now. Let's get back to the episode. And we're back with spoilies for Chop Suey Squad. Suey, Suey. Did you su- make the joke? Suey, Suicide. That will tell you who dies. You did. I haven't done it in Mad Long. With this movie, you don't make <laughs> that joke. Well, because you and Jack were shamed. You guys shamed me. So but if there's much. any movie that you make that joke for, like it's a callback. Okay, we'll take take this part and then play it. No, play I'm not. Who do you want me to play? We'll be right back with fucking spoilers DJ remix this for thing. for Suicide Squad, and I'm gonna uh, tell you who dies. I do miss that bit. It's it's been a while. Uh, yeah, so we're in Spoiler Town, so if you haven't seen Suicide Squad, go away. Um, just about everybody dies. Just about everybody dies. I was surprised that Pokemon, Pokemon died. I was not. You knew that was going to happen? He's kind of like, he's the setup, like, to have, like, the big end. Like, he's like, oh, I want to die. Oh, I have these issues. That's true. Everyone who But I thought he was going to die more heroically. Yes, he does die heroically. He does die heroically. But I wanted more. That's the big one where well, I'm like, give me fucking more. Don't make it a fucking slapstick joke. Actually, you know, if you think about it, to push against that a little bit, he Please. kind of completes his character arc in that moment. Yes. And then they just kill him. So it's yes. kind of, uh, it's good. I get what he's doing and I like it. <laughs> I would have loved a little bit more of a sacrifice. Yeah. A little bit more. I feel that. So let's... Yeah, the, the the funniest thing, and like, you know, you, you brought it up as we were watching the movie during our private screening, so we were allowed to talk. Mm. You were just like, because I was like, wow, they really killed off like all those characters in the trailer. And you're like, yeah, but they're only in like that one scene. And then they're not in really the, in any other scene of the movie. I'm like, that's true. That was one of the things like watching the trailer, which the Suicide Squad trailer. Um, fucks. There's a lot of them, but the one specifically, which was not the Red Band, it's, it's, uh, the it's called one. Rebellion. Okay. And it's the one uh, that's got the, you know, na 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 yeah. na. Good Dude, that trailer's so fucking yeah. good. That one is great. We've played it before pretty much every fucking movie yeah. <laughs> uh, that we've shown here because it just works like eating busters in yeah. a movie theater. The bass is insane. The surround sound, like all the different sound effects, are good. It really kind of just gets you in the mood to watch a movie. It's a great. Trailer. I've seen that trailer. 
at least 200 times at this point, whether I like watching it on YouTube when it first came out in editing or at the theater. Um, and in watching it, I was just like, it is obvious to me. And I don't want to make that seem like if it wasn't obvious to you, go fuck yourself, which if it wasn't, you know, go fuck yourself. But Shit. it's it was obvious to me. I was like, OK, you've got your first band walking in front of that American flag. And then you've got your second band walking in front of that foggy white exterior. And I did not know how they were going to work it in. But I was like, oh, obvious. And, you know. Joel Kinnaman's there and Harley Quinn's there. How are they going to separate these things? And yeah. we find out how. But I was like, they're just going to fucking – they hired Nathan Fillion, Pete Davidson, all these guys because they're just going to fucking kill them immediately. They're on set probably for five days at, at most, getting yeah. shit done and like that's it. And it's like that's good. That is cool. That yeah. is a funny thing to do. Well, especially seeing how, you know, this – movie, I don't want to say struggles because I do think it's by design, but maybe lacks some serious character pathos. There just It just wouldn't have fucking happened if they had that many characters in it sure. at, the, at the start, you know? Um, and yeah, and those characters get to be, some characters in this movie get to be far more interesting in their deaths than they ever would have been in their lives. Much like a lot of people. Yeah, most people suck the longer you know them. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so there you go. Uh, who was your favorite character to get killed in the very beginning? Oh, come on, man. Nathan Fillion. Yeah. TDK. That's the best fucking thing <laughs> that, in the fucking world. That shit was really good. He, it, it's an amazing bit. It's a great setup. Even before, like, the bit of his character, like, with the superpowers, like, he's got that great line with putting the seatbelt on. Yeah. Pete Davidson is like, now great, safe. now you're safe. <laughs> uh, he's got the great rebuttal with, like, you know, oh, I think it's that kind of dog. And yeah. he's just, he's good. Nathan yeah. Fillion's like a solid guy. Yes. Uh, for these types of things where he's playing like an action star that's also just kind of a fucking idiot. Mm -hmm. um, it's always been my dream. I know that Nathan Fillion's getting a little bit older. He's not over the hill yet. He's fine. Yeah. I think Nathan Fillion would be the absolute best version for not necessarily a diehard remake, but like a reinterpretation. Oh, that's interesting. Like a 21st century, like this is a cop who's kind of a bullshitter and a little bit of like a silly scamp and he gets caught up in this situation because he can do high comedy very well. But if you've seen stuff like Firefly or, you know, the more serious uh, points of Castle, which I know there's not a lot of you out there. I'm not one of them. Um, he's got like – he can, he, can, he can dial it back mm. and he's still got this amazing comedic sensibility but he can still be very dramatic. Yeah. See, to me he always strikes me as like, you know, he's Mr. Banter. He's so good at like the quippy banter yep. as a character. Um, and in this movie he actually doesn't like do too much banter. He, he, he plays it a little – it's different than what I was like used to seeing him in role wise. Like usually if he's like – and, and he's an old James Gunn favorite. He was main character in Slither. Yeah, so there you go. You know, he was uh, one of like one of the villains in Super. Yeah. He played a voice in Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, he did do that. You're you right. know, so he's he's uh, they, they, him and James Gunn have been have been buds for a bit. So did it's you, nice that he kind of slipped him in. Did you ever see the Uncharted like mini movie? That oh he, yeah. Oh dude, it's so fucking good. It's the fucking like yeah. It makes it makes the fact that they are making an Uncharted movie. Very few hurt. movies arouse me. Oh. And I don't mean arouse in the sense of like boner. Yeah, no, 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 no. No, that's you do what I mean. <laughs> I don't mean arouse in the sense of like, oh, I'm intrigued by this. I mean just like boner, rock hard. Yeah. Like fully I, erect. I am in a situation now. If I'm in public yeah. watching this, yeah. I wore my gym shorts on the wrong day. It's a fantastic. It's a fantastic yeah. shirt. Yes, it's very good. 
Um, I think my favorite. I really, dude. I fucking love that weasel guy. Weasel's I good. I Sean was Gunn. I was Sean Gunn. The scene where they have Weasel and Sean Gunn in the same room in the beginning of the movie, I thought fun. was very fun. Uh, I think it's weird that Sean Gunn's also Calendar Man technically. That's kind of what he looks like is going on. Well, there, the, right? the, in the credits, it's like it's like, Weasel it Calendar and Calendar Perfect, Man. Right? Yeah, so I was like, Fine. all right, okay, I'll take more of him. I guess that's them trying to get him into the Batman. That would be fun. I mean, we still don't know. Well, I don't Batman know. This takes is not place in. I don't think it does because because Batfleck takes place in Suicide. Squad. I don't think anything takes place, and they've given up. Like they got <laughs> they got the Flash movie DC. But then if you have Mar- but if everything. you have Margot Robbie, then I get. They I'm I'm shit, trying man. to add logic to to an impossible. Equation. I mean, look, you can you can like work around here and there and have some fun, yeah. but like. The the Harley Quinn in Birds of Prey has nothing to do with the Harley Quinn in Suicide Squad in the same way that the Harley Quinn in The Suicide Squad has nothing to do with the Harley Quinn in Birds of Prey other than she's gotten over her ex. Yeah. Which, which is I not like. something that I feel very comfortable uh, just being like, well, that's the character trait that crossed over. <laughs> uh, Harley Quinn cartoon. Very good. I very that. excited to watch. You I should. Am, I am it's coming great. up on September, and I have made it my life's goal. We all are. That uh, in September, I will be taking a lot of time for myself, and I'll be catching up on a lot of TV shows and movies. And I've actually made a promise to myself that if I get too busy to be able to do it, I'll quit. Damn. How are you going to make money? I don't need to make You can just sign up for unemployment these days. Didn't you know that? was that too spicy that's too deep that would go too deep I'll fucking figure it out well anything to watch the Harley Quinn I'm white and 35 and a man I can fucking make money that's unfortunately true Um, was that too spicy somehow it feels less but I might just have my that's true I might might just be in my feels Um, are unemployed people the new white men Oh my god, that's There's too so, much. That's too spicy. Put that BuzzFeed just, article. Like, put really that BuzzFeed article away. I hate, I hate it. Uh, I don't mean anything I say. Fair enough. I yeah, Weasel. I like. I do think they kill him, quote unquote, mm-hmm. early, and it's for the best. He's a scapegoat. He's a scapegoat. But, you want to love him, but you want to love him, but, but when he comes back. Is he gonna be? Does he get his own show like Peacemaker? I don't he fucking, fucking know. Matter. I fucking watch it. Uh, so he's great. Yeah, those. I love. He's great. Um, yeah, I was surprised to see all those characters die, but then I didn't realize what they were doing. I'm like, that's great. And the lead into the cold open with that is just like, that shit's so fucking good. That's some good shit right yeah. there. The longer into a movie the titles start, I want it. The harder I am. Yeah. <laughs> the more blood is just gushing to. You just like remember Mandy? My lower thirds. Ooh. Remember yeah. when like yeah, I don't Mandy forget. is like halfway through the movie and, like, and it says man and you're just like ah, ah I do remember that and you're right like five people in the theater like proposed to each other when that happened I feel like there was a show I remember the technique more than I remember what the show is but there's like a show in recent memory where like the whole episode happens and at mm-hmm. the end of the first episode of this season the the credits happen like the intro credits happen and you're like now the show has began I feel like that's legion because Legion started doing Does Legion that. do that? Legion started, like, putting their title card at the That's end true. sometimes. This movie also uh, has really good, like, title card work. Um, Fun shit. Yeah. And, like, you know, it's it's funny because... It's got uh, chapters. It's got yeah. names to the things. And it's kind of incorporating one them of the, into the space. One of the things I, I really liked about Green Knight, among many fucking things, was its use of, like, 
title cards and the yeah. times that it chose to use it and the ways that it used it, I thought were like really elegant and really like kind of like broke up the movie into almost like stanzas. Whereas like in this, it, it really um, sells like the comic book vibe of it and the mm-hmm. way that it's always using like something natural already in the space is so fucking cool. When they reveal like the Jotunheim title, it's like my favorite thing ever. And that kind of, you know, leading into just like how fucking stylish this movie is. Yeah. The, uh, the scene towards the end when uh, Joel Kinnaman and, uh, John Cena are fighting and they see the reflection in his like stupid peacemaker helmet it's like you guys don't even need it's to do so that fucking cool. you guys don't even fucking do this it's, it's so cool, cool. it's very cool yeah you know I love how um, you know it is a um, it's a trick in both writing directing and editing uh, putting in title cards and yeah. Wes Anderson was one of the people who perfected it yeah and the thing that makes it um, first off it's stylish because it draws attention to itself. It also makes it very uh, fun to – you're essentially ending a mini movie and starting up a new one. Yeah. And those are always the funnest parts of a movie. How do you start a movie? How do you end it? Mm-hmm. And by having title cards, it's not just moving from one scene to the next. You're really kind of putting a period on it and, you know, enter, enter, tab, new paragraph. And that makes it very interesting and fun to do and – the way that they do it in this movie is just so it's uh you know, it's not a title card. It's not cut to black yeah. name of the next chapter or this chapter. It's interwoven in what we're seeing on the screen and sometimes even uh, changed by what's happening. Yeah. In, and then, and then in, times in the where, yeah. where it's like, you know, uh, I think twice in the movie, it does this where it uses the title card to be like eight minutes earlier to show, to show something yeah. that's like, about to happen or, or what led to a thing happening. And I think, I think that's like really good use that's of like, shit. it's fun shit. It's it's, a, it, it creates a countdown clock when you didn't even realize there yeah. was a countdown clock happening for the past eight minutes anyway. Mm-hmm. And it's you a good eight way minutes to, back and you're like, Oh right now we're yes. going to. And it's a, it's a, just a super efficient way to track like a character or a, a movie that has so many characters. Like, you know, this movie does have a lot of like spinning parts, a lot of like, there's a lot of, spinning plates happening in this movie and I really don't think you ever feel like lost in its action which is a credit to just like how like perfectly organized it is you know let's talk about King Shark real quick he's the best moving on Uh, what a fucking (laughs) legend he's great he's great I was Sylvester Stallone great if they killed King Shark in this movie, I was very nervous. I was like, too. I was like, don't fucking you killed my boy Weasel. I thought, and well, I, right, yeah, yeah, I thought. And, it was uh, a King Shark Weasel. Shit. I would watch the fuck out of that. Sounds show. like a super untoxic relationship. <laughs> <laughs> There'd be no action in, in the show because no. they'd just be hanging out. Yeah, eating kids, eating children. That's another thing, too, that this movie is very big on the protection of children. It comes up like five times throughout it. it the reason weird. that people turn on each other or go, we shouldn't do this is because he mentioned, you know, Harley Quinn's got that whole scene where it's like uh, killing children, oh big red flag. And like there's children there. Think of the children. Like you yeah. can't do that. And you can't help but think that this is James Gunn. Who got kind of outed by from Disney because he made a bunch of fucking weird pedophile jokes a long time ago yeah. that were completely just jokes. Yeah. And it's called joking. Don't know what else to tell you. It's called making jokes. They yeah. can be real bad. They weren't good. They weren't good. They weren't funny. Good. I'll no. tell you that. But he did them. Yeah. And I, you can't help but think like there's a little bit of that in there where he's just trying to be like, 
why the fuck wouldn't I like kids? Like, was what it, the is fuck it, uh, are you talking about? Reverend Lovejoy's wife in The Simpsons? Like, even, someone please even, look at the children? Yeah, even the yeah. most villainous supervillains in the world and the most villainous bureaucrats behind shady government operations are like, you don't fuck with kids. Yeah, that's fucked up. It's called joking. <laughs> and I feel like there's something in there, which Maybe. is probably something that he can never actually comment on, but I, I feel yeah. like that's in there. Same thing with like the opening credits song. Uh, you know, these are people who died, died. Um, mm. That is the ending song of Dawn of the Dead. So you said that was a, is that a dig it or, like an, a dig or an homage? Because it's like, it, it feels like a dig. Hit me. Um, and this is such a fucking reach, but it's, well, it's, explain, it's James explain Gunn, to James the Gunn yeah. wrote Dawn of the Dead. Zack Snyder directed it. And right. at the end of the movie, those are people that died, died, plays over the credits and in this movie, it's the opening credits in a film written and directed by James Gunn being produced by a company that Zack Snyder is essentially the head of. And it's the first movie that Zack Snyder has no say in. Zack Snyder has had say in all the Superman movies, Batman movies, Birds Justice League movies. He was producer on Birds of Prey. I might be incorrect on that, but I believe he was still involved when that was happening. Okay. But I don't think that his name is attached to this at all. And even if it was, it's still this kind of thing where it's like, I don't think they have any animosity towards each other. I think it's a clever wink. Um, Could it be a dig? Perhaps. But I think it's a nice little wink where it's just like where the last collaboration, the last movie that had any collaboration between Zack Snyder and James Gunn ended in this song the next one starts with it. Yeah. And it's thematically equivalent. These are the people who died, died. It's a zombie movie where a bunch of people die. And Suicide Squad's about a bunch of people yeah. who are about to die. And by the end of the movie, it does get pretty zombie-y. It's just well. very cool. Yeah. And, or maybe James Gunn just really fucking likes that song and decided to use it in two movies that have his name attached to it. I mean, I, think, I think that there's some level... To me, it, you know, without having the context of seeing it for myself, of hearing it from you, to me it sounds a bit more like homage if, if for me it's a bit hard to find the dig um but who knows i mean it's like i thought um when the hbo watchman show came out and they were showing the hooded justice scenes that were like produced for tv mm-hmm. in it, and i was just like they are making fun of Zack snyder because these scenes are yes but you know um uh showrunner his name is escaping me at the moment but the showrunner for watchman mm-hmm. hbo came out was just like that's not what we're doing yes obviously was. he has to say that. Yes. But it's, it's Warner like... Warner Brothers, HBO's own yeah. Warner Brothers. Like, so... We, we all know that now. Yeah. That's one of the funnest things about HBO Max is everybody's like, how come... Well, actually, no. Most people aren't. They're like, why isn't Fast and Furious, Fast 9 coming out on HBO Max? They ask you that? They ask Theater me that. Theater owner? <laughs> and I have to say, well, that's because F9 is um, distributed by Universal. Yeah. Um... HBO is owned by Warner Brothers. And they're like, what are these words you're saying to me, you dumb fuck? And I'm like, shit. Mm, okay. 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 It's like, yeah. it's not going to be on Netflix. And I'm like, no, Netflix is its own distribution distribution and production company. And they think and it's all like, like, what are those two words you keep saying? Maybe people conflate it like it's uh, like all video games are in Nintendo. Yes. So it's like, yeah. it's all in HBO. Yeah. I don't know. Or it's that's all, a, it's all in a, Netflix. That's a blizzard. <laughs> is it a blessed or an acclaim? I don't know. Uh, Mike, you are 
uh, more familiar with like comic books than I think I am. I have like my comic books that I've read a lot, but you're like more, you've been more of like a single issue guy. Humbly, yeah. I'd say I'm extremely, extremely more oh, familiar with comics. So humble. Uh, yeah, what were some of the humbly. things that, you know, Easter egg wise, or just being able to see it realized in the big screen that really got you excited as you're watching this? <laughs> Starro, man, is like, yeah. that's the biggest fucking thing, <laughs> dude. Like, that's insane. Like, uh, I think I said it out loud to myself. But maybe loud enough that you heard. I heard. I, I heard like, everything you say. I can't believe. Like, what a time to be alive! Like, it's just. And I keep yeah. saying it too. It's like it happened with the the first Avengers movie where I was just like, I can't believe I'm seeing this. It happened with Guardians of the Galaxy where I was like, I can't believe I'm seeing this. And it's just in this one, you're just like, this is great. This is just one of the oddest it happens a lot too in the uh the the disney plus marvel series like you know seeing the tda uh getting to see wanda and vision's kids um uh, getting to see u.s agent you're just like this is fucking great yeah this is awesome no, I totally uh, agree. For the most part, this thing just kind of like follows its own rules, though. And that's what I, I want uh, comic books to do. Yeah. You know, Ratcatcher is an awesome character from the comics, but like super fucking small. Yeah. And uh, Ratcatcher 2 has like so many awesome, like James Gunn really makes all of these characters kind of his own. Like, yeah. you know, Polka Dot Man is, you know, to my memory, you know, which like. is like, a very small, small character. I, I I have probably never read a comic with Polka Dot Man in them. Fair. I am aware of Polka Dot Man from my many, 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 many single lonely nights drinking a 12-pack of Pabst and just, like, reading Wikipedia. Sure, And just being like, oh, fuck, Ragman, that sounds fucking solid. (laughs) Um, Which Ragman is solid and he's coming. Ragman? Get ready. Does he have rags? He's got rags. Oh, fuck. Yeah, I don't want to spoil anything (laughs) Uh, else. Please don't. Um, no, for the most part, this is just kind of like, uh, this is much more of a, this really scratched my, my old school, like, um, like dirty dozen itch, not to be so like simplistic and stuff like that, but like this very much is like one of those older kind of action movies that is all about like a bunch of despicable characters going through some stuff, being hired because they're despicable uh, going through some changes and kind of coming out on top a little bit, yeah, um, a little bit better, and kind of saving the day a little bit, and a bunch of them get taken out. Have you ever seen the Dirty Dozen? No. Great movie. I keep thinking like Cheaper by the Dozen. I'm like, there's no way he's talking about <laughs> Cheaper <laughs> by the Dozen. <laughs> well, Cheaper by the Dozen is a remake of Dirty Dozen. Oh, yeah. I see. Dirty Dozen is a movie about. Uh, 12 uh, like inmates that are like mm-hmm. um, they are arrested for multiple different things but they're also soldiers like they're arrested for like you know robbing murdering rape okay. assault all that different Degenerates. stuff yeah and then um, Steve Martin adopts them <laughs> is this where the lie is or is this true this is 100% I would never lie to you I don't and Steve Martin adopts them. I'm going to believe you. And needs, but here's the thing, <laughs> is that Steve Martin has fallen in love uh, with a woman who also has her own 12 children. <laughs> inmates or children? And all 12 of these children are not inmates. <laughs> they're just regular. No. They're Jehovah's Witnesses. I want to watch this movie now. It's a great movie. It Dirty Dozen. Great. That's why it's classic. Damn. Yeah. I... <laughs> <laughs> 
great. Yeah. Um, Don't know why they didn't call it the Dirty Devil Dozen. Dirty Devil Dozen? Because everybody's fucked up by the end of that movie. Yeah, it sounds fucked up. Yeah. It sounds great. <sighs> yeah, I think for this movie, it kind of like, it almost scratches the, um, like, part of my brain that's like always sunny influenced. Like, like just like that ensemble totally. witty totally. conversation. And like, I was, I'm here, like, the action's great. The scene where they stealth mission the, uh, the island, and then they realize that they just killed all the like the fucking resistance when they did that. But that the action in that scene is that took so us away. Oh my god! I was Me like, and this you were just like, so I mean, I think that's like one of the best. I think that's like from A to Z, like the best sequence in the movie. There is like uh, the movie has an amazing opening, and it's it, got great. a great middle part that really just makes you putty in its hands for whatever it wants to do. And then once you start getting to the Star Wars stuff, like it starts. It's still fucking awesome, and I love it. Yeah. It loses, I think, in my opinion, a little bit of its energy that it has at the beginning of, like, where is this going? It becomes very predictable. Well, it's a 45-minute action It's sequence. fine. Yeah, I'm which is, like, cool. It. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. But it is what Will it is. this movie break my rule of very rarely putting uh, superhero blockbuster movies onto my top at the end of the year? We'll see. Only one movie has ever done that. Guardians? Guardians Volume 2. Think I ever put? You know, I made Last Jedi my favorite movie of the year when that came out, and that yeah. was that was a that's choice. not superhero though. Yeah, no. I mean, me and you have talked about our regret of not putting Black Panther on that was fucked up of us, yeah. because I was like, I love this fucking movie, but at the end of the day, I got eighteen other movies that I'm just like, I fucking am here for these things. Yeah. And now looking back at it, I'm like, Black Panther easily would have Every time I rewatch 10. Black Panther, I'm yeah. just like, fuck me yeah. for not putting that on my list. Yeah. Yeah. But that's the fun thing about lists, too, is like, once you put it out there, it's out there, you can't yeah. change it. And but you takes. can change yeah. your opinion of it. You're like, hey, listen, look, Ingrid Goes West absolutely loves it. Black Panther's a better movie. I was talking to a friend of mine yesterday, and they were watching uh, Annihilation. And they're like, have you seen it before? And mm. I was just like... I was just like, I have, but like, I remember like not really digging it. And then we did a hot take on it and I felt really weird afterwards. Cause like a lot of people who I really trusted really digging it and they're bringing up stuff that I maybe didn't like pick up on during the movie. And I was like, fuck now my mediocre opinions out there for the world. But that's the nature of doing a podcast like this where it's like, you know, some, sometimes things need to gestate in your mind. Speaking of which, we've got a little time right here. Yeah. Old. I was... I was going to ask you the same thing. Yeah. What'd you think? Loved it. So you, yeah, you're One in that. You're in M. Night. Favorite movies of the year. I An amazingly profound. Sell me movie. on it. Sell me on it, dude. It's about like a lot of stuff. Uh, all the, the problems that you have with it, I guarantee, are valid fucking problems. Uh, but it might be kind of missing the intentionality of it, which sure. is always hard to fucking talk to people about, especially with M Night Shyamalan. Yes, the dialogue is bad. I think it's supposed to be. I yeah, it's feel, it's, it's a suppo- choice. Right? Let me give you this, like without without any spoilers for old, really quick, and you know, I just think it's a very profound movie about what it means to have to be to 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 watch your parents grow old and become their caretakers. What it means to be a parent and watch your children grow up before your eyes, and what it means to watch yourself deteriorate, and what time actually means to us and it's just sped up the fact that life is absolutely meaningless if you take away the fact that it takes so long and has so many experiences if you really bring it down to just one day it fucking sucks and it's a very simple idea but i think there's like a profoundness in it that that he experiments with but with the dialogue uh i will say that it's intentional because he's making fun of the way that grown-ups talk to each other 
because uh, the children in the movie, one of the big uh, jokes in it, and this again, no spoilers at all for old. If you haven't seen it, you're kind of getting weirded out. Not going to spoil a goddamn thing. Um, uh, the children, one of the kids in particular, has this bit in the beginning where he introduces himself and he says, hi, my name's Trent. What's your name and occupation? Yeah. That's what adults say to each other. Hey, my name's this. What do you do for what's a your, living? What's your major? Exactly. <laughs> and he's got that whole joke towards the beginning too where he's like, me and you are going to be friends forever and we, you know, when we'll grow up, we'll FaceTime and then we'll live next to each other and we'll pay mortgages and stuff like that. It's like he's kind of making fun of how adults talk about shit that doesn't actually matter. They talk about their occupations. They have these little quabbles and these fights that ruin other people's lives, especially their children if they're yeah. parents, when in actuality none of these things matter if you microscope things down. And again, it's an extremely simple and almost sophomoric uh, theme to base an entire big blockbuster budgeted uh, movie around. Um, but I think that his directing is some of the best it's ever been in that. Uh, the fa- the way that he uses uh, moving the camera like a pendulum and then mm-hmm. kind of bringing it back. The way he uses ticking in the background, kind of in the same way that they used in uh, Dunkirk, but you can barely fucking hear it in yeah. this one. It's fucking good. I fucking loved it. And the more and more I think about it, I am just... I'm so close to making that my number one movie of the year. You You're such a fucking idea. Fucking I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it, but it's definitely breaking my that'd top be, 10. That's a very M. Night move. It's definitely breaking my top that 10. That would be a twist. Uh, also, this is another M. Night movie that does not have a twist. Again, we're not going to spoil anything. It's a reveal. It's not a twist. It's not a twist. There, there is I a difference agree. between I will a reveal agree with you and there. a twist. It is not a twist. For fuck's sake. Um... You know, Mike, I really do like your description of it. Um, I might just be M. Night illiterate, and maybe I got to fix that one day. I don't know. It's possible, but you know what? what's got to happen? You've mm. seen it. I've seen it. Yeah. What we got to do is fucking toss it on it's and watch like, it and watch it together know. and be like, yo, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it uh, while it's going on. We I know really what's going to happen. I had like an amazing time watching it. It was a lot of it's fun. fucking fun. <laughs> it's it's so fun. But yeah, I did not walk away being like movie of the year. No, <laughs> no, me neither. Like when I first walked out of, it, I was like, I had a lot of fun watching that, sure. and there's a lot to think about. And then I thought about it for a couple of days, and I was like, Dude, seriously, like I'm fucking into it. God, you're such I think a he's sick, doing you're some such a sick real fucking, fucking beautiful shit. That. He's such a beautiful filmmaker, man. He's just like he's just so fucking delicate and sentimental. Oh, I fucking love it. I feel that. And he's he's just as ridiculous as he is sincere. And I think that's what skews people. Okay. I think that they see the ridiculous aspects and they go, oh, I'm supposed to laugh at this. But then he has sincere moments that are like really traumatizing and like he wants you to think about them and live in them. But you're just like, well, wait, you just made that like ridiculous joke like two minutes ago. Wait, am I supposed to take this seriously now? And he's like, yeah. Be crazy. Let's go. Be crazy with me. Yeah. You got to be a little insane when you watch M. Night Shyamalan movies. Yeah. Not all. He's made some bad movies. Okay. I understand this. Okay. I understand this. You're not so blind. No, by... no, 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 no. Some <laughs> of these movies, oh, buy it. Okay. Old is definitely not one of them. I would go so far as to say that. It's the best movie in years. I would, I would, I would go so far to say it's one of his top five movies of all time. It's one of his top five movies. Might be right behind things like Split, Six Sense, Unbreakable. Like it's it's right there. I do like Split. I think Split's cool. Good shit. All right, Mike. Well, 
That is quite the review. That is quite the hot take on old. I appreciate it. At the end of our Suicide Squad episode. (laughs) Well, we have to talk about Deadpool for another 20 minutes. Uh, Do we? Oh, wait. So we need to... Hold on. Yes. We don't know the name of the Avatar planet, so I have to look it up. Oh, all right. Look it up real quick. And I will say, uh, again, John Cena, good for him. Yes. A great year for John Cena. Between F9 and this, fan-fucking-tastic. Not taking himself too seriously. Just kicking fucking ass. I absolutely love it. What's it called? The name of the planet in Avatar is Pandora. It's Pandora. It starts with Pandora the whole time. I told you we were going to get it. We already got it. We, we already it. got it. We, we did just, get it. We didn't have confidence. Yeah, I just thought it was That's like the, the, the thing that Spotify ripped off. That's true. All right. Well, before we leave, uh, Mike, besides old, watch anything good lately? Um, I mean, kind of old news at this point, but like, love Loki. I can't stop thinking about Loki's Loki. Great, man. I love how Loki has like. I don't want to spoil anything for people who haven't watched Loki, but I like how it doesn't follow the usual thing of, like, the last episode has, like, this kind of big bombastic ending. Well, I think I kind of like they yeah. push it back a little bit. It's and largely because like an, yeah. this is one of the ones that will get a season two, which is yeah. not yeah. spoilers. It's been announced that there yeah, is yeah, a season two coming. Yeah, yeah. love Loki. Um, uh I watched the Twilight movies. I don't know if I've talked about that on mic yet. <laughs> I think you might have. Really like them. Um, You've seen them before. No, I'd seen. Wait, the really? Fir- I'd seen the first one definitely, and maybe the second one. Because I feel um, like you were the one who told me about the fucking the scene in the third one. That's just like the the fight where everyone I just dies. Heard about? Okay, it. I just okay. heard about it. Um, but I really liked. Uh, I really liked New Moon. I think uh, which is the second one, which is. Uh, uh, just like a phenomenal little like fucking high school you're fucking in love with somebody like yeah. ha- like kind of heartbreak breakup movie kind of thing um those were a lot of fun i'm watching the 50 gray 50 shades of gray movies right now too as kind of like a to see the comparisons you know, you know a little like a second course <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah um, that's that's true. that first movie's fucking crazy and weird not that sexy at all yeah um are any of them sexy I don't know. Is, I haven't watched is, the other two yet. Okay. Do you think Twilight will end up being sexier than Fifty Shades of Grey? No, because Twilight's very like, don't fuck. Like it's very much <laughs> gotcha, like that. Gotcha. That's fair. That's that was actually the tagline of don't, Twilight don't, Saga Eclipse. Don't, don't fuck. I mean it. <laughs> because then in Breaking Dawn they fuck, and that was the tagline of Twilight Breaking Dawn Part One. <laughs> they fuck. Fucked. It was all caps. <laughs> Helvetica font oh with a period at the end. Sounds like a so fucking fuck. nightmare. Uh, no, that's that's been fun. I've been watching those things on my own. And you know, uh, Fear Street. Did you watch Fear Street? I want to. Fucking here's solid. Great. So it's go for three it. Movies, dive in. Right? Dive in. Go. Don't okay. read a single thing. Don't listen to I me. I heard good things. Jump in, All knowing right. absolutely nothing. It's a lot of fun. I gotta check it out. I uh, a friend recommended um, the White Lotus to me. I've heard it's good. It's great. TV shows are really fucking hard for me right now. So I kind of always say the same thing. And this one, it it honestly grabbed me from the go, which is like, for me, that's what a show needs to do. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm like, I got caught up in a week there. It's it's a six episode miniseries, which you love to see it. Um, You have to. Yeah. You have to see that when it happens. You have to see when it happens. You have to Um, like it. But it's just like, it's one of the, another, you know, it's an ensemble story. It's one of like the most well-written shows I've seen in so long. It's fucking hilarious. And it's, uh, it's score is so like 
to me integral to like it's like plot design and everything it's like i'm into that. it's a real dude it's a really it's also a covid cool production right it was i like, guess so because it was like, i've heard that it was like we need to make something where it's very minimal cast and it needs to be on an island. What do we do? Well, they do it. And then, I like, the was creator COVID, was just yeah. like, let's do it. I thought it was a COVID production. Because, and this is the weird Same reason. Same on that, too. You know that, right? That's they shot that, that September, October of 2020. Really? That's fucking weird. They fucking bubbled off the entire island. Damn. That's cool a, shit. That is cool and shit. And the whole movie is about life it's, ends. It's pandemic yeah. Life fucking it's ends. Pan, it's pandemic Like, it's... It's meaningless. Oh, I fucking love it. So I kind of knew that White Lotus was filmed during a pandemic because uh, someone had a Nintendo Switch Lite. And I was just like, I think that came out during the pandemic. Mm. So that's how I, that's because I'm a fucking little virgin. Um, anything else to say about Suicide Squad, Michael? Really liked it. Go see it in a fucking movie, baby. You've already seen it. If you're listening to this, yeah. If you've watched it on HBO Max, baby. Baby. I don't mean baby as in like you fucking baby now. I mean it as in like baby. A term of endearment. Baby. Baby. Go see it in a movie theater. Pay ticket. Um, unless you're uncomfortable with that. Which is absolutely If you don't fine. feel safe, if you don't, don't feel safe, do it. But you know. I'm not trying to jump you into anything, but you know. Uh, needs money. And uh, you know, the whatever amount you're paying for HBO Max ain't fucking doing it. True. So true. Think about it's how worth- you are spending money on the movies that you watch and how they will affect the artists and directors that you like. And the medium going forward. Yeah. I know it's kind of like a very uh it's a very unselfish thing to do and might seem very silly because of that cuz you really don't get anything out of it. Think about it like bringing the shopping cart back. Yeah. Just bring you don't get anything out of it. Like, you're helping out. Come on. Yeah, some places even have a little shopping cart dart. dart uh, you know dock. what you could do? If you're really as fucking good as you're thinking in your head that you are right now, Jennifer. Yeah, Jennifer. Talk to We're Jen talking like to that? you. You're talking yeah, to Jen yeah. like that? But we're also talking to everybody else, but especially Jennifer. Fuck. You know what you could do? You're like, huh, I don't, I don't want to – I don't feel safe. I don't want to go out to movie theaters right now. Fantastic. Valid point, Jennifer. You do not have to go out there. But you know, there's nothing stopping you from going on Fandango and buying a ticket to the Suicide <laughs> Squad at your local theater and just not fucking going. It's true. And you're supporting James Gunn. You're supporting the theater going experience. Costs you $12. And you know what you got to do? You don't got to get in your car. You don't got to drive anywhere. You know what you could do? You could fucking sit down and you could watch The Twilight Saga and New Moon. The new It's just New Moon. Sorry. It's not the... or uh. The New Moon. The, like that's the, the first. That's the, the first one. The Suicide Squad. Or is Squad. that the Saga's name is New Moon? No, Twilight is the first movie, and then it's The Twilight Saga New Moon. The Twilight Saga Eclipse. Yeah. New Moon's the best one. Before, uh, although Breaking Dawn Part 2 is before, fucking great. Ah, Jesus Christ. Before we leave, is this the best DC movie to come out in recent years? No. Birds of Prey. What's recent years? Since Man of Steel. Including Man of Steel? Yes. Birds of Prey. Okay. I do really like Birds of Prey. It's a good fucking movie. Birds of Prey fucking I rewatched it. Like uh, in like December. Oh, okay. Like around Christmas, like when everything was still like kind of in lockdown and everything. I was like, yeah, it was fucking ball. I fucking love that movie. But I really like this movie. I don't know. I just love how fucking gay it is. Yeah. Well, you know, HQ. It's fucking gay. 
gay. She's gay. She loves it. Uh, thank you so much for joining me, Mike. You're welcome, Rob. And thank you so much, listeners, for listening. This is not the only podcast on StoryScreen. StoryScreenBeacon.com is a host of many podcast articles and reviews. So head over to our website where you can also sign up for our members-only page, where you can have access to all kinds of exclusive content, mostly podcasts. And you can, have, you can listen to a show that's all about Tony Collette. I know. Yeah. Yep. Who would have thought, right? But that's there. If for only $5, you can do that. It's pretty insane. We've been doing it for a year now. That's and, uh, crazy. I can't believe it. <laughs> yeah. uh, Mike and I also do a podcast called 8-Bits where we cover video game adaptations. Uh, so you can go over there and check that out. And we also have a completed series on John Carpenter's entire filmography. So it's a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun and very illuminating for, for me because I was a, a newbie going into it when we were doing that. So if you want to check that out, please do. But until next time, we'll be back with more spicy takes for you listeners. Peace out. Talky, separate, the clappy clappies and all that stuff. What the fuck is the name? Do you not want to? I'm going to look it up. No, do not look it up. All right. It we starts. We, we know it, it starts with if a P. We don't figure it out. Maybe it doesn't start with a P. It starts with it a P. I know. P. I know. I feel like it does too. It maybe it doesn't, to. and that's what's fucking us up. If we Fuck. don't figure it out before we're about to sign off, we'll look it up. All right. That's the deal. And we'll be like completely upfront about it. Like we did not figure it out. We're gonna, we're gonna look it up. This will be the running, the running, the, the gag. Okay, I'm gonna put this. At this the is end the too. part. The part. At I'm the gonna end. put this. At the Not end our too. insane song. No, I'll play the insane song now. Oh. Afterwards, yeah. <laughs> the yeah. ad. All right, you ready? Yeah, you want to do something for the end that we can put out on the end? Something for the end that we can put out at the yeah. end. Something, something for the end, end that we put out at the end. Maybe some... we'll make a song. Snapping our fingers, clapping our hands. I think we just did it. We made a song. Snapping our fingers, clapping our hands. Could we push it further? I don't know. I don't know if we're in sync that way. Maybe the music could have a political agenda. That seems hot these days. (laughs) Democratic Party needs better candidates. (laughs) Hey, if you stuck around this long, you got that. You got that. Keep that in mind, fam.